Ah, motherhood. One minute, your mom of the year. I love you, mommy. Then the next? Mm, not so much. From bath time to bullying, from potty training to puberty, parenting is full of challenges. But one thing is for certain, you are not alone. Welcome to Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, author, mother, parenting expert, Tara Clark. Join me while we tackle today's Modern Mom Problems. Welcome back to another episode of Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, Tara Clark. Today, I am joined by one of my really good friends, and we're going to be talking about navigating holiday stress. Abby Williams is a behavioral health therapist, a mother of four, and the author of An ABC of Families, and she's the host of the popular podcast, You the Mother. She's also the creator of You the Mother, a community dedicated to supporting, empowering, and connecting parents in all seasons of parenthood. Abby, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Tara. I'm so glad that we're connecting again in this space. I know, me too. So you and I have been friends for years. A long online. time. Yeah. A long time. Maybe we, three. Maybe probably three like years. Three years at yeah. least, right? We also roomed together at the Mom 2.0 conference last year. So I know all the Tara doesn't snore, guys. Oh, okay. That's always one of my biggest concerns. I even worry about that at home in my own house with my husband. So thank you. That makes me feel good. Yeah. So I know all about you, but I want you to tell our listeners all about yourself. Yeah. So I'm Abby. I started my motherhood journey as a young mom. I was 21 years old when I had an unplanned pregnancy. I was halfway through my bachelor's degree. Never took any time off school, just kept powering through. Thankfully, he was a summer baby. I got my bachelor's and then I went on as a single mom to get my master's degree. I have my master's in social work. I'm now a behavioral therapist, a licensed social worker. I met my husband, who is a beautiful bearded man in the middle of a music festival. And we have three more kiddos. I'm a mom of four. It is loud at my house. It is busy. I'm a taxi driver. I <laughs> just like up to my eyeballs. But I think that starting my motherhood journey so young, and this was back in 2010 before social media was what it is today, led me to the birth of my social media platform. You know, I started my motherhood journey before there was these mom accounts on Instagram. There wasn't, you know, the therapists, the doctors, all these educational accounts. There was nowhere to really plug in and get that support. There wasn't TikTok. There wasn't Facebook mom groups. And it was before my peers were having children. So I was very isolated and alone and didn't have that support that I think all moms deserve. So I knew that this was a passion of mine from the start that I wanted there to be something in my life that gave me this outlet to really be that connection, that support, that empowerment for all moms. And so I started my online platform, my social media, my podcast, very much like yours, Tara. I have a guest on weekly to discuss various topics of parenting and motherhood and all the ups and downs. And over on Instagram, where you can find me at you, the mother, I talk about things around motherhood identity, just the struggles and highs and lows of motherhood. I talk about estrangement and I talk about cycle breaking. And yeah, I just think that motherhood is all the emotions all the time, but it is something that is so connecting and I love being in community 
with other moms. I think that it is one of the most powerful tools that we have in motherhood is each other. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> I love it. And I'm so glad that you're part of my community. I'm so yeah. glad we have each other. You know, thanks, you're- Sarah. You're welcome. Your content about cycle breaking and toxic relationships with parents is so powerful. For those who aren't familiar with it, tell us like a little bit about that because it's going to play into the rest of this conversation. Yeah. So I think that, you know, a lot of us come into our parenting journeys, not even realizing that we have maybe some not great luggage from our childhoods. And now we're thrown into parenthood and parenting our children, motherhood, the societal pressures that are placed on mothers. There's just so many little, (laughs) little pushers to our triggers that live inside of us. And so I think that, you know, we come into parenting and we're like, what the heck? Why am I feeling so dysregulated? Why are why is the sound of motherhood it's so loud? Why is this so overwhelming and overstimulating for me? Why am I struggling with mom rage, anger? You know, I think that there's so many things that come up in our motherhood and we have it's a great opportunity to be called in and figure out why. Right. And so that's where the cycle breaking and the estrangement work comes for me is very much figuring out why, figuring out how I'm going to show up and do better and healing those parts of ourselves. You know, and I think that this is a lifelong journey, these healing journeys, and it's brutal and it's beautiful and it can feel so lonely and so isolating. And so, you know, being on that journey myself. I started this journey three years ago. I would say I started it much lo- much longer before that. But really, I went no contact with my mother three years ago. And that's when I started having to do really heavy lifting, heavy work on my healing journey. I had to really take looks at all the behaviors that I myself had picked up as a way to survive in my family system and how they were not serving me in my motherhood and my life and my marriage and my friendships, you know, me as a whole, these things that I had picked up were not serving me anymore. And so I had to start on this healing journey. I had to get my butt in therapy. I had to read the books. I had to get in community with others. And the beginning of that journey, especially, I think feels so lonely and isolating. And so that's why I think I've really made a shift on my accounts now that I feel like I'm further along in my healing journey where I can talk about it and not be so just like trauma filled, just like trauma dumping on the internet, where I can be impactful and helpful. And I've made this shift so that people don't feel so alone, so that you do feel seen, so that you do feel like, you know, you are part of a community and what you're doing is so important and so powerful. And you're not only healing yourself, but you're healing for your children and all the generations that come after you. And it is such important work. That's so beautiful, Abby. Thank you for sharing that. So you mentioned triggers. And as we know, the holidays are coming up. And so it goes without saying that the holidays can be stressful, whether it's gift buying or dealing with family dynamics. So let's jump into family dynamics. What advice do you have about navigating 
awkward family interactions, estrangements, all of those things. Yeah. So I think like first I would start with boundaries, you know, or maybe just I would start first at identifying, you know, what things are coming up that are uncomfortable for you. You know, is it the conversations that are being had at the holiday dinner tables? Is it the conversations that are happening around gift giving? Or, you know, I know in some families, food is a source of toxicity around the holidays, you know, maybe your family is bringing up what you're eating, who you're in a relationship with, there's all kinds of different things, right? So identifying what the thing is that's triggering for you, that's not healthy for you to be around, and then deciding, okay, how am I going to show up in these situations? Communicating your needs to your family. You know, maybe the boundary is I have small children and they nap at one (laughs) o'clock. When they don't nap at one o'clock, my whole life is hell, right? And that can be a boundary. You know, I think that there are so many expectations of especially parents of young children (laughs) during the holidays that you're allowed to set whatever boundaries you need to make sure that you're healthy and your family is healthy. And if that means prioritizing what the conversations are like, what the schedule looks like, what kind of food is being served because my kids aren't going to eat crab legs on Christmas. They're going to eat, you know, are we feeding them something that they can eat or do I need to pack something extra? You know, how are we going to accommodate the children at at the holidays so that they can enjoy the holidays and me too. So I think, you know, communicating those boundaries, identifying what is going on for you, what you're feeling inside and taking responsibility for our feelings, right? You know, your feelings are valid. If you're having uncomfortable feelings around toxic behaviors around you. It's not that your feelings are invalid, but you are responsible for the anger that's coming up, for the sadness that's coming up. How are you going to move through those things, right? Maybe that means limiting contact. Maybe that means I'm going to skip this family tradition because it causes me stress and I can't, (laughs) can't deal. Maybe it means, I don't know, you know, lots of different things, right? But maybe it means taking care of yourself and prioritizing more self-care around the holidays. I think that that's a big one for me. You know, I have to be very intentional on how I'm spending my energy around the holidays so that I can still pour into my children and be present for them. So what does that mean? That means I got to get my butt in bed and go to bed at a reasonable time. That means I got to get up and go for the walk because it works. It helps my mental health. And I know I want to be lazy and sit my butt on the couch and it's cold outside and I don't want to go for the walk, but it helps me. So, you know, I think prioritizing your self-care is a big one. And yeah. No, no, I I think that's all really, really strong insights. My question to you, my follow-up question would be like, you know, sometimes you want to set boundaries, but then it makes you look like the bad guy, right? Does that ever happen in your family that like you're trying to set boundaries for you and your children and their sleep schedule and their eating habits? And then it's like, oh, now I'm the jerk. So like, what do you say to that? I say... We are responsible for ourselves and setting boundaries that are good for us. We cannot control how other people respond to our boundaries, right? And so that's going to then, again, kind of fall back on you on when somebody doesn't respect your boundaries or says your boundaries are crap, they're garbage, 
just let them stay up. It's Christmas. Who cares? You know, how are you going to react to that? And I think like being proactive to those things can be really helpful, right? So making a game plan on, I know my mother, she's going to come back and say X, Y, Z when I say this, and how am I going to respond then? You know, and having a game plan, getting your partner on board, I think is really helpful also so that you are a united front and being able to be in it together, I think makes it a little less alone. But like I said, we can't control how other people respond. There's a lot of unhealed other adults in our life who are carrying around their own stuff. And it's not our responsibility to cater to their unhealed versions, but it's also not our responsibility to not show up for ourselves. Right. It is, it is our responsibility to show up for ourselves. And so showing up for yourself during the holidays, maintaining those boundaries, holding those boundaries. And that doesn't mean that there's no room for flexibility or compromise, right? You know, and that might just be communication with your family. How can I better communicate my needs so that they understand? Maybe I'm going to offer up something in return for, you know, hey, I can't come during this time because that's nap time. And then the whole holiday will be out of whack if I miss nap time. But we'll come again on Saturday. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think that we can work with our family. But if, but I think that the big thing to remember is that if nothing changes in your family dynamic, if everybody just shows up the way that they are, how are you going to show up with them? Or are you not? Or are you not? You know, you're allowed to say, you're allowed to say no. How are you going to show up if people are just who they are? Because we can't change other people. We can only change ourselves, right? And so if I come to Christmas and Aunt Karen is talking about my weight again and Uncle Fred is asking me when I'm going to get married or so-and-so is like, oh my gosh, you're a helicopter mom. You know, if all these people are having the same conversations that they're having every Christmas and nothing changes, what am I going to do that changes? How am I going to change this for myself? Or how am I going to take care of myself on the front end and, and the back end to be able to show up in this dynamic? Yeah, because, you know, it's interesting, you know, you're talking about traditions and I almost thought to myself, it's like there's something about the holidays that reinforces the family traditions, but then also reinforces that same cycle. Does that make sense? It's like the family traditions and then those those same like negative cycles sort of go hand in hand. I mean, at least it does in my family. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's okay to create your new family, the family that you're creating. And make your own traditions and say, hey, Christmas mornings, we now spend it at our house, opening presents. We don't get out of PJs till 1 p.m. We play with our toys. We watch the Christmas music. We have a picnic on the floor with our toys instead of on the fancy china at the table. You know, I don't know. You know, you're allowed to make your own traditions now. You're allowed to say no. I recently started using the Slate Electric Flosser. 
And let me tell you that it makes my mouth feel as clean as it does when I leave the dentist's office. I used to be one of those people who flossed either right before my dentist appointment or when there was just something stuck in my teeth. But now I use the Slate Electric Flosser every day. This cutting edge flosser reduces plaque, fights bad breath, and supports your gum health. It's so easy to use that my son can do it by himself. If flossing is a chore for you and your family, you should check out the Slate Flosser at www.slateflosser.com. Remember, my listeners receive 15% off with the discount code MOMPROBS15. So head over to slateflosser.com and take charge of your oral health. Yeah. And be the cycle breaker. And that's something that you talk about a lot in your content is, is to be the cycle breaker. So let's say you're the cycle breaker who shows up for a holiday party and it can be lonely sometimes. Yeah. No? Right? Yeah. And I, that sort of goes back to what I was saying about like, oh, now I'm the jerk because I'm setting boundaries. And being a cycle breaker is sort of similar too, don't you think so? Yeah, definitely. Definitely being the cycle breaker is lonely. I will say that, you know, I set boundaries with my family back in 2019, right before the holidays, around different behaviors that go on all the time in my family of origin. And so I wasn't included for the holidays that year. I just have been cut out since then because I set those boundaries. Those That was not allowed in my family of origin to set boundaries like that. And so until you apologize for setting those boundaries you're the problem, you know, for speaking, for being the truth teller in your family and saying these behaviors are toxic and dysfunctional behaviors and I'm not going to allow them for myself or my children any longer. There's a great deal of loneliness around that, right? And it is really interesting in families like that, the, the person that is often the truth teller, the one that's speaking of the dysfunctional behaviors, the one that is setting the boundaries, that person is often labeled the problem in the family. And it's because you're shaking things up. You know, everybody has their role to play in a family. And when you step out of your role, it messes with the dynamic, you know? So of course, everybody's like, hey, you're messing with the dynamic. You just need to fit in and go along to get along. It's not that bad. Just suck it up. It's one day. You're twisting things. Mom didn't mean it like that. You know, whatever the dialogue is. That doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong, you know? And I think that that can be really hard to navigate when you're that person in the family because you are treated as the scapegoat, as the problem. And it can be really hard to maintain those boundaries and stay in that role of, no, I'm going to do something different. This isn't healthy for myself. This isn't healthy for my family because you have so many people saying you're wrong. And you're not wrong for choosing you and your mental health, your emotional safety, your physical safety, whatever's going on in your family dynamic. It is very lonely. And I think plugging into communities or with other people that are going through a similar walk of life is a really powerful tool to navigate that. There's tons of information on social media about this topic now. I think it's like beautiful and wonderful that I feel like we're a generation that is like calling things out and saying no more and making changes, listening to our kids, apologizing to our kids. You know, I think this generation of parents has a lot of hard obstacles that previous generations didn't, but like way to go us for being this generation that is changing things and parenting differently. 
Yeah, I'm so glad that we have these platforms to be able to talk about this kind of stuff, because obviously in previous generations, it was sort of just swept under the rug or... That's my family of origin, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. You you just sweep this through. Sweep this under there. You don't talk about these things. You don't talk about it. Just on a a happy face and just go about it. But it's important to talk about these things. Like you said, to, to break the cycles of abuse or trauma or... Or even if it's not something as deep as true abuse or drama, just things that are unpleasant and uncalled for, right? And and so I am thrilled that we're able to have. I mean, these I just think like I look at so many accounts that are talking about how to do like the repair with your children. Mm-hmm. How many of us in this generation grew up with parents that did the repair? I don't think that there's a lot of us, you know, I think that there were these magical parents out there that were raising, you know, children and saying sorry to them and apologizing and taking accountability for their behaviors. But I think that this is like something that the majority of people in our generation are learning for the first time on how to repair when you show up as a messy human, because I think that the, the goal isn't to show up as this perfect mother all the time we're messy humans, you're gonna have a bad day, you're gonna not get sleep at night, or, you know, somebody cut you off in traffic on the way home, and you were late, and then, you know, you burnt the dinner, and now you're cranky, I don't know what happened, you know, but we have these things, we have have these cranky moments where we like our react, we react to our children in the not right way, right. And then being able to come back and say, like, hey, mom was really frustrated earlier. And I yelled at you, and I'm really sorry, you know, I I should have taken a timeout or went in the other room, took some deep breaths before I engaged in that conversation. But, you know, I'm really sorry. You know, I think like just being able to come and be a messy human with our kids and model that it's okay to be messy, but you have to take accountability for your behaviors and how you treat other people is so powerful. It's so, it's powerful. so powerful. So like, even when you're messy, mamas, you were doing a good job because... You're human too. They need to see you be human. Otherwise, they think it sets them up for these unattainable expectations of being perfect. (laughs) Yeah. And then even going back to the holidays, like, do you prep your kids for those conversations? Because I could sort of already envision having to sit down with my son and explain to him about family dynamics and, and different things that happen during the holidays. Like, for instance, it's a common thing in our family that you know, if my son doesn't want to give you a hug, he doesn't have to give you a hug. Yeah, he doesn't have that. to give you a kiss. He doesn't have to sit on your lap. He he will fist bump you or give you a high five. And I've broken that cycle. And, and people now know he prefers a fist bump or a high five. You don't have to swoop him up and, and you know, grab his cheeks and pinch his cheeks and, and those kinds of things. And so that's just like a little thing, but it makes a big difference to us and it makes a big difference to him. And so do you speak with your children about setting boundaries for themselves around the holidays? Gosh, Tara, I don't know that I do, but I love this and I think it's important. I don't know. I think that for us in our house, this is like an ongoing conversation. (laughs) I don't know that it's just holiday specific, you know, and I do feel like I've raised my children and that these ongoing conversations allow them to feel empowered in those kind of situations, right? And so, 
You know, I do think that these are great conversations to have with your kids around the holidays. I would encourage them to be had all the time, you know, and I do think that, you know, like the conversation of boundaries around your body, you know, and you don't have to give hugs and kisses and you're allowed to say no about your body. That's a really, really good topic to have over and over and over and over again, you know, and just making sure that that's really in there. Right. Cause I think that sometimes we like have the conversation and we think like, Oh, I had the conversation checkbox. <laughs> the box is checked. Right. But especially around like body safety, that's a good conversation to be continuously having just to make sure that it is fresh, it is in their mind, so that when they are in those situations, they feel empowered to use all the words that mom has said, right? So yeah, I do think that's a good one. I think that if you're having different holidays this year, those might be hard conversations that you have to have with your kids. So it might not be conversations around boundaries, but it might be conversations around how things are going to look this year, how they might be different, how you're not able to show up at your grandparents' house this year because, you know, maybe you've gone no contact this year, you know? So I think those might be different kind of conversations that come up for parents around the holidays. Why aren't we seeing grandma? Why isn't aunt so-and-so coming over, you know? Those might be different kind of conversations. And those conversations will look different based on your child's age, I'm sure, and based on the based on your child's personality, based on the dynamics in the family. But I think being open, I don't think that you have to share all the nitty-gritty details about the he said, she said, well, you know, whatever. I do think it's important not to put our children in a position of feeling responsible for our feelings. And so that's something that I have to be mindful about when I have conversations about going no contact with my mother, with my children, because I don't want them to feel burdened with the hurt that I carry, right? But showing that, you know, you're allowed to pick and choose the relationships that you show up in and that they should be healthy relationships for you. They should be safe relationships for you. And even if it's your mother that is unhealthy and unsafe, you're allowed to not show up in that relationship. And I hope that that's something that my children take away from their childhood of holding me accountable to be a safe and healthy person in relationship with them. You know, I hope that that's all of their relationships. Yeah. I think the very root, very heart of parenting is relationship. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that that's the most important part. Yeah. And so whether that's when your child is three or when they're 30, is that we need a relationship, a strong, solid relationship and that carries us through. Right. I think so too. So what are some ways that we as busy moms can protect our peace during this holiday season? Gosh, take the breaks. Take the <laughs> breaks. <laughs> Dear Abby, listen to this episode when it airs and make sure you're taking the break. It is so hard, isn't it? Yeah, like, Tara, like what do you do around the holidays? You know, like I don't go to things. Yeah. <laughs> you say no. You I say, say no. no. I love that for you. I wish I was better at that one. But well, I guess I go, don't go to things, huh? No, I know, and I think saying no is a big one. And prioritizing our self care. You know, like I said in 
the beginning of this episode of making sure that you're getting enough sleep, making sure that you're doing the things that are good for your mental health. You know, for me, it's getting out there and doing that stupid walk. You know, getting your body moving is a big one. I need to be better about that because I know my, it's hard. It is hard. My default is sort of like, you know, sitting there and scrolling my phone when like Same. really I should be doing but the it's exact bad for opposite of that is I should put the phone away and go for yeah. a walk outside. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard, I think, like for you and I, Tara, because we can be like, well, I'm working. Yeah. Even when I'm scrolling, I'm working. I'm, working. I'm looking for the sound for the reel or, you know, I just like, I sit here and I justify it so much that like this Same. mindless scrolling is me working. It's not. It's mindless scrolling. Get off the phone. But like, and it doesn't have to be like this whole big thing, you know, like pop the earbuds in and listen to the podcast, listen to the audio book, you know, get out there and move your body, do the things that are like filling up your bucket, right? And so I think really being mindful of what is depleting you and what is filling for you, you know, getting coffee with one friend might be a huge bucket filler. And you're like, I need to make sure I like call this friend and schedule this in this week so that we can like girl powwow or whatever you do. But you know, getting together with your sister might be a drainer, right? And you might be like, well, I need to kind of limit some of my contact with this person around the holidays so that I do have enough energy to give, right? So being mindful of what is filling you, what is draining you, saying no, and just making sure that you're taking care of yourself. It is so important, though, to be like proactive and taking care of yourself during the season because we want to be present with our people in our home, that this family that we've created, right? Our children, our spouse, our partners. You know, I think we want to be there. We want to be enjoying and a joyful holiday. So make sure mm-hmm. that it's joyful. Yes. We don't yeah. want to feel tapped out. That's that's the thing, right? It's like it's so easy to tap your energy. I would oh. say the other thing, I'll add one more, yeah, is yeah. Uh, the comparison trap on social mm, media. And that might be yes. another reason why to stop like doing the scrolling is I think like the holidays is a big one where you're doing the comparison trap on social media, whether that's their decorations are so great or they're off doing all the great adventures. So now I need to go do all the great adventures or they're putting out their holiday gift guides and you feel like you got to buy all the things and you're like, listen, finances are tough this year because it is for everybody, you know, or, or you're looking at some families that have these great, wonderful traditions that look like on social media, and they're all together and baking and doing great things. And you're like, why can't my family be like that? You know, so maybe some boundaries around your own social media usage around the bat around the holidays. (laughs) 100% yes. Like every year in my mind, I'm like, we're going to build a gingerbread house and it's going to look like the gingerbread houses you see online. And it never, Never ever does. does. Ever, never, ever, ever. And the other thing, baking, another one too. I'm like, oh, I'm going to bake my son. It's going to be fun. It's going to be magical. Like when I was a child and I baked with my grandmother and it's not. It's not fun. It's not. It's fun for some people. And maybe that's like just prioritizing what is joyful for you. Like crafting is not for me, not it. Like I'm not doing the holiday crafts, the holiday decorations, the Pinterest, whatever. My house is never going to look like that. My things are never going to turn out like that. But like adventuring with my kids, like that's my jam. That's where I love to be with them. 
you know, we just went ice skating for the first time with all four kids over Thanksgiving. And when we got back home, I was like, so full. I was so energized. I loved it. My husband was even like, that was so great. Like I can tell you loved it. I'm like, I loved that. That was such a good day. We had so much fun. Everybody enjoyed it. But for some families, like the adventures, like not it. Everybody's meltdowns. It's so much work. It takes all your energy, you know, so just like prioritizing who you are into the things that you want to do with your kids. <laughs> so well said. So you know? well said. I also love ice skating and my son does not. And so I was like having so much fun and he was having the worst time. And I was like, oh, that's conflicting. <laughs> we'll find a different activity, I guess. <laughs> something else. There's there's always snowboarding, which we used to do. Yeah. I also love snowboarding. He doesn't Same. care so much about it. So yeah. it's okay. I like winter sports. We got to get that kid out on the winter sports. I'm with you, too. <laughs> right? I don't know. It's fun. Maybe next year. We'll Maybe see. Maybe next year. Abby Williams, I adore you so much. Thank I you for being on the back. show. Oh, thank you. Tell everyone where we can find you and what's next for you. Yeah. So you can find me over on my podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast, at You the Mother. I'm on Instagram the most. That's where I love to be with all you people, at You the Mother. I'm on TikTok there as well and Facebook. I meet with clients for one-on-one coaching. I'm going to cover topics related to motherhood identity, cycle breaking, estrangement, mom burnout, and just hard mom transitions. If you're going through those, I do one-on-one coaching. I offer support groups on those topics as well. So be looking for those because each month they kind of change. So make sure that you're following along. I talk about those over on Instagram. And after the new year, I have a big exciting thing for those of you who are navigating estrangement in your family. I've teamed up with three other clinicians and we have the estrangement project, which is coming. It is a 14 video series and you will feel so seen and all of those. It is so much healing and so much, so much goodness. I wish I would have had this at the beginning of my journey. You will feel so seen, I promise. So be on the lookout for that if you are in the estrangement bucket with the rest of us. And yeah, I think that, I think that's all where you can find me. That's awesome. <laughs> Your work is so important, Abby. Thank you so much for, for doing it and leaning into it because so many people need you and the work that you do. Thanks, Tara. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Modern Mom Probs. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive in today's problem with me, your host, Tara Clark. Join me next time when I'll be interviewing another great guest and tackling another modern mom problem. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and a rating. As always, you could head over to Modern Mom Probs on Instagram and give me a follow or check out my book, Modern Mom Probs, A Survival Guide for 21st Century Mothers, available online wherever books are sold. Well, that's it for today. See you next time, folks.